It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That's our cue to talk, and we're good at that. Dennis and Brady, and welcome to a Wednesday, a midweek performance of the podcast. And uh, we've got... Uh, some girls and some boys basketball. Hockey's taking the last couple of days off, but we got plenty of basketball to talk about, and we'll uh, do all of that. Yeah, I saw a double header, Dennis. You saw the start of BWAC play. Uh, I think we'll start to talk about at least the boys' conference play because that's getting going this week, and it's. I want to know if, if some opinions have changed because we've had limited sample size, but we've seen. Most teams at least once between the two of us. Yeah. The biggest ones we haven't seen, I'd say, are probably MLA City and North Branch. Yeah. Would probably uh, be the next best yeah, team. And Almont. We, haven't, se- we haven't seen Almont yet, uh, and they've been off to a good start, but I don't think they've really been tested yet well, they other also, than the Dryden game. Yeah, the Dryden game kind of threw a little bit of a wet blanket on it. But, uh, yeah, I, I – we're getting into conference play, and I want to know what, what the expectations are for that. Uh, I saw a couple of good games last night with Yale and St. Clair and Mooney and St. Clair and boys. Do more doubleheaders, please. <laughs> Do more doubleheaders, yes. Like that used, I feel like that happened all the time 10 years ago. Well, I, it used to be a regular thing at Marysville. It was always the 5.30 girls game followed by the 7 o'clock boys game, and usually they played the same opponent. Um, which I'm not against them playing different opponents. Well, especially but, in the MAC when yeah. every season you have a different conference. Yeah. But I, I like it. it. It builds a better atmosphere because you get bigger crowds for both. I like it. And then the boys can watch the girls play. The girls can watch the guys play. And I, I like the doubleheaders. And, and it feels like we do maybe two or three a year. Maybe. Yeah. And I, I, I get it with hockey, it's because there's only so much ice time and only <laughs> so many rinks. But we get doubleheaders for that all the time. Oh, yeah. Sometimes tripleheaders. Yeah, Saturday. Well, yeah. not in one spot. Not in one spot, but still, like, we've had tripleheaders at McMorrin, too. Yeah. So. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, we will start with the ladies because they were the only ones that played on Monday. They were. So we'll get to that next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. 
Call us at 800-848-5150. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Duraclean Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and we go to uh, Monday. The marquee game on Monday was uh, Marine City flexing their muscles. I don't know. (laughs) Against East Point. Yeah, there's a reason I didn't go down to East Point. That was about expected for Marine City. They, but I, uh, hey, That's okay. Been their mo for like four years, yeah, five years now. Th- this is what you do when you play substandard teams. You pound them, and Marine City usually pounds them, uh, fifty-seven to eight. No more discussion needed on that one. Marine City will play better opponents uh, at some point. But uh, again. Uh, having seen them Saturday, and again, it was a game that they, they dominated in. I just, what they have back this year, this is the year for this group because next year they're going to have to reload. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they'll graduate a lot of players, but that core group that they have right now is pretty solid, Brady, and I'm excited for when they do play St. Clair. I'm excited for when they do get a game against Marysville to see where they stack up because – this year might be the year where Marine City's good enough to win those games consistently. Well, there's uh, you're going to have to wait because they play like one game in the next three weeks. They play Richmond on the 21st, and then they don't play again until the second when they go up to Crosslex. Yeah. Well, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be chopping at the bit come the new year. It's that time of the year where like we're every team- we're used to this uh, basketball season time because. This is what happens. We get into the season, we're getting going, and oh, well, there's a break for the holidays. It's funny because some teams will go over the holidays and they'll play like four games between the 20th and the new year. And then there's other teams that go, oh, it's the 15th. See you in January. <laughs> like it, it really just depends how many showcases, because that's when a lot of them are, yeah. like holiday tournaments. And 
Well, Marine City girls are going to have, have some time off, and then they get after it in the new year. Uh, the next score I wanted to talk about, Mooney beat Ferndale University 52-21. So Cardinal Mooney girls get a big win. Yeah, and again, this is a, a program that in recent years wins haven't come easily. No. Um, so to, uh, to get one uh, here, the, this is nice for them. The, the other thing about Mooney girls basketball in recent years, they usually wait till the playoffs to start winning right. games. <laughs> um, Emily City beat uh, Clio 37-34 in a, in a tight, low-scoring affair. Well, this is Emily City basketball, though, isn't it? And I'm assuming that Clio is decent. They're um, two and two. Yeah, and and so and I think Emily City had to go to Clio. Yes. So again, winning on the road in in high school, uh, to me, I'll, I'll take this as a quality win. Armada beat Dryden forty three thirty five. Um, I, I think the dry both Dryden teams are at least all right. Yeah, because I know that this Armada team is, is decent. Uh, I mean, they'll they'll be some nights where you know you live and die shooting threes and taking jump shots, but they're pretty good at it. Um, and most nights they're, they're on, um, uh, again, uh, and, and I know they don't quit, um, cause it's against pH. They didn't quit. So, um, I, I think that's a good showing for Dryden and that's a nice win for Armada. Cause like you said, I don't think Dryden's a pushover. No. What? Oh, this has as Marlette. Marlette was last night. Huh. I think. I don't know. We'll look. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, anyway, we'll go. T- t- and the only other score we had, Akron, Fair, or, excuse me, Almont Peck was on the 11th. Yep. And that was an Almont win, 49-34. So that's, I think, a nice win for uh, Almont. And then uh, – I told you to go to this game, and you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to that game. And it was a barn burner. 43-42, a Heckerin Fairgrove beat Kimball Landmark. So there you go. Uh, that's uh, That was actually, I think, the closest game of the last uh, couple of nights. Uh, lots of girls basketball last night. Yes. And uh, a big win for PH. They go and uh, knock off Utica 52-27. to um, And, again, 52 points for the Red Hawks. A is lot. a lot, yeah. Um, because they're like giving up twenty-seven. That I expect, but when they score fifty-two, I go all right. And I wish I knew who scored the the, the fifty-two because was it one big performance or did they have three different score, girls scoring twelve to fifteen points? Well, I, I I'm going to just guessing and not knowing. I'm going to guess that Williams and Brown were both in double figures last night. I think that's a pretty safe guess. Northern loses to Gross Point South 45-31, but is it weird that I, without knowing how the game went, I think that's an all right showing for Northern. Yeah. That uh, in years past they lose this game by 40. Yeah, and and Zendejas was their leading scorer yeah. last night. So that could mean one of two things either she stepped up and played really well or no one could find the basket and there wasn't a lot of positives out of that game because Gross Point South's been pretty darn good in recent years. Well just a just a couple of years ago they, they came into Northern and they hit like nine threes in the first quarter. It was ridiculous and they, they, they shot like forty threes that night and they made like fifteen. 
But they just, I think they hit their first six or seven of the game. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right, let's go to the game I was at where Yale was taking on St. Clair. And I, and I was excited to see how this game would work out because we know St. Clair's all right. We're pretty sure Yale is a good team going into this game. And early in the game, St. Clair threw a, a, a funky press. I want to say it was, uh, it almost at one point looked like a 1-1-2-1, like a, a converted 2-2-1, and they'd fall back into a 2-3 into a, uh, zone. But when the ball was centered, they'd, they'd shift someone over to take away the high post. And it was, it was an interesting type of defense, and, and it worked out at first. Uh, they held Sadie Dykstra rather quiet in the first quarter. It was 11-7. to seven. Uh, Alyssa Barr had picked up two fouls, and you're going, okay, this is a chance for St. Clair to take advantage of it. And then the ball started to roll for Yale. Grace Keskis hit two threes. Sadie Dykstra got on a roll. They outscored St. Clair 16-8 to eight in the second quarter to take a 12-point lead into the half. And then St. Clair in the second half came out and played well, got it to 31-30, and you're going, all right, St. Clair has clawed back, and then St. Clair could only score seven points the rest of the way, and they lose 50-37. to Sadie Dykstra ends with 23. Alyssa Barr with 11. No one for St. Clair had more than seven, and that was kind of the issue is that they did. They don't have a go-to scorer right now. They don't have anyone that uh, in that game could hit hit a bucket when they really needed to it because it was a collective effort to get it to one point, but no one could put them over the top. And with Sadie Dykstra with her twenty-three, I think she'd be the first to tell you she could have had like thirty-five. Did not shoot well from the free throw line and missed a, 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 a handful of shots in close. She could have exploded in this game, but still, for an off night to be 23 is a pretty good night. Yeah, I'd like to have some off nights like that, <laughs> right. you know? Uh, like, seriously. So, um, we've seen her now for a year and, and she a, had a couple of games. She had grown three, four inches. She is one of the tallest ones on the court. And, and maybe I just have a bad memory, but I, she wasn't ever short, but she was never, height was never something I noticed with her. Lanky would be the way to describe her, but like, yeah, Barr was clearly the biggest kid on the court for them. Yeah, and now the they're the same them. height, at, yeah. at least from my vantage point in the stands. So, but but she is actually the real deal, and then you've got to remember, sophomore. Yes. One player that, think played pretty well and that we hadn't talked about we'd forgotten she was coming back was Kimberly Martin uh she was she only had six points but she's the one that kind of facilitates the offense she's the one that gets everyone in the right spot and she's pretty steady as they go she she slid over tried to take a couple charges drew one got called for a block on the other but I like what she does for Yale I think she fits a pretty nice role for them and hey if you don't guard her, she can get to the basket and score it herself, too. Well, I remember uh, uh, one night as a freshman, she scored 20 on somebody, and, and maybe that fooled us, and we thought, oh, she's going to be a big scorer, and it might have just been you know one night where she had a great game. But, yeah, she's very consistent, and she does score you know four to ten points for you every night. So 
that's a good player. When you can count on that from somebody and you know she's going to defend and not turn over the ball. And, yeah, so now you have Dykstra and Martin that can bring the ball up the floor. The Shield team's pretty good. The only thing I worry about them is a lack of depth. I mean, they only had nine players rostered, and I think they had seven dressed for the game or maybe eight dressed. Not a lot. That could hurt you when you when you start playing some really, really talented teams that can play a lot. Um, and again, for St. Clair, they have a lot of nice pieces. I mean, they played seven, eight, nine different girls consistently. It's just finding one consistent scorer. Yeah, be, because they are kind of score by committee, and each night they tend to have like a different leading score, which can be good. Right. But on that night when you're like, all right, this is the go-to possession, it is nice to know that you've got a Dykstra or you've got a Jade Freeman or you've got an Avery Wolters mm-hmm. or you've got a Jade Blanchard that you can give the ball to and more times than not, they're going to get the basket you need. So I think St. Clair, they'll be all right. That They'll definitely win against all the average to bad teams. They'll have no problem with them. I want to see how St. Clair does the rest of this stretch, especially the Weimer tournament. Can they come out of that one with a win? Because they're going to be playing two good teams no matter who they match up with. Yeah. And Yale, again, Dykstra's really good. good. And again, she'd be the first to tell you, I think, that she could have had a much better game. I mean, when she struggled from the free throw line, there was one time she turned, and you could tell she just was like, oh, my God. Like, she just could like it, she was just in a funk yeah. and still scored 23 so she'll be all right yeah she'll be all right and there'll be nights too where bar scores 20 uh and if, yeah. if they play a team that lacks size they are going to be able to dominate inside yeah so all right imlay city uh put up uh, a lot of points against algonac 66 25 for the Lady Spartans in that one. Yeah, so. Algonac struggling and MLA City, well, they, they, they took advantage of that. Yeah, but uh, what back-to-back nights where MLA City gets a win. Uh, Davison beats North Branch 36-28. What's your take on this? Um, Not knowing a lot about Davison that uh, North Branch, they can still play pretty good defense, but can they score is going to be the question. Because you hold a team to 36, you feel like you should have a chance to win. And that was kind of the benchmark for for North Branch last year. They could get to 40, but not a lot of teams could also get to 40. So I think the defense is there for North Branch, especially the way they play basketball. But who's going to be the ones that can score for North Branch? Yeah, uh, this is is one where it sticks out that you you missed Gormley. Because Gormley's good for 12 to 14 points in a game like this, and that's enough to put you over the top. Because right now, in they're, they're 1 and 2. They have scored 41, 35, and 28. And they 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 gave up 59 to Carmen Ainsworth, who's a pretty good team. But the other two games, they gave up 32 and 36. 40 needs to be the, the goal and the average for North Branch because I don't care how good defensively you are. Asking to consistently hold teams to... Around thirty is very tough. Yeah, this uh, this is a, I think a really good win for the Richmond girls. Again, the, the, it's been a struggle for them to get wins, and they beat Cass City thirty six thirty three. And I, uh, Cass City might be down Brady, but I still I look at that 
and and go. You know, the the Lady Redhawks have been to regional finals uh, the last couple of years. They battle with Sandusky, and we know how good they are. Right. Um, so to me. Uh, Richmond putting this notch on their belt, this is a good notch. And maybe it's a confidence booster. Maybe the Cardinal Mooney game was a confidence booster because they scored 11 points in the first game against St. Clair, and they've scored uh, 81 cents in the last two. So they're, they're putting the basket. They're scoring the ball in the basket. So may, maybe Richmond can can take a step forward. Um, I, I, Coker's still, I'm assuming Coker's still there. I liked her when she played. There, there were some pieces to Richmond. I just want to see if they can take the next step. Now they're going to have a tough test at Yale tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Sandusky just being Sandusky, 60-21, to 21, they beat Vassar last night. Yeah, day that ends in Y. <laughs> and a team that ends usually with a win. Uh, boo, Carroll beat Brown City 46-37. Carroll's been racking done, up the wins. I'm done talking about that. <laughs> Car- Carol seems to have a couple of Car- good basketball Carol's teams. was good last year, too, and the year before. They've been good for a couple of years in girls' so, basketball. So their hoop teams have been all right. Uh, North Huron beat CPS 37-10. to Deckerville beat Casel 39-5. to And Anchor Bay put the herd on Chip Valley 78-44. Wow. Now, and Chippewa Valley girls basketball is is not a powerhouse. No. But no. Anchor Bay, okay, girls basketball games – you don't get 80 points, uh, and, and they were a hoop-shy 80, and you know they missed free throws or something in there. Somebody blew a layup, or they score 80 points last night. That's a lot of points. Um, I was impressed with Anchor Bay uh, last year uh, when they played against Northern. That was actually a great basketball game in, in the districts, um, but you could tell that Anchor Bay had some players um, and that they were going to be a good team for a while, and they're well-coached too. All right, that's all the girls' scores. Yeah. So we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about the boys' basketball that we saw. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short- and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. 
We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, let's talk boys basketball. There was really only one game Monday. New Haven took it to Lincoln King, 87-40. to 40. I don't know why that game's scheduled. I could have told you that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty solid, though, this year. Uh, and, and I keep an eye on them just because they're in Northern's League with right. Lincoln. I mean, those are three, like, that's a buzzsaw right at the top of the white, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Speaking of Northern, yeah, got to win over Chip Valley 52-41. I like that. I like when Northern wins. Balanced scoring. (laughs) Amir Moreland with 12. Malik Thompson with 12. Caden Cantrell with 8. And I believe it was Cam Haru with 7 to pace Northern. Yeah, I, I mean, again, they can do this. They they can splash it around on any given night. Moreland, Thompson, um, Jamison, Haru. I, I just named four right there that could lead you in scoring. I think Tyrese Johnson, when he gets he gets it back, can on any given night. Um, I love the way. I don't know that Cantrell will ever lead them in scoring. But I love the way he plays, and I love what he gives them. If he can give them 6-10 to 10 every game, that's a huge boost. And then if Lincoln Watkins figures it out and can stay out of foul trouble. Well, even him, I don't, scoring wouldn't be my main focus with him. Hey, go, I'm going to put him on probably one of the better bigs they have, and I'm going to tell them to get rebounds, and I'm going to tell him to play some tough defense in that you're going to help us out a lot. Maybe not in the scorebook, but you're going to help us out a lot. But I, I think, uh, again, that there's a little bit of a process here at the beginning of the season when they get into those situations where Tyler used to get the ball last year uh, and, and kind of take over the game, uh, figuring out that they can, that they, they can do this themselves. Um, and once they do that, uh, this Northern team, the sky's the limit. Well, they uh, don't have a lot of time to figure it out. Friday, they're down at Warren Lincoln. Yeah, and that that will be the first big test. 
But you know what? Just go there and play good basketball. Play smart basketball, and it'll take care. I saw Lincoln at center line. They're good. They're athletic. But I didn't think they were unbeatable. And they haven't played since that game. Yeah. They had a 13-day break. So, yeah, Lincoln's a good basketball team. Don't get it wrong. But also don't go into that game thinking you're going to take on the the, the 96 Bulls. Yeah, because, again, they're really good. They've got some dudes. They've got some length uh, and, and all of that. But, you know, the, they were also the, – the, their opponent was able to slow them down that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and make them grind it out, and I don't think they like playing that kind of basketball. Yeah, I I think if you try to run with Lincoln, gonna be a long night. If you try to go up and down and up and down and trade baskets, Lincoln's probably gonna be able to outpace you. But if you can slow it down a bit, and I don't want to say muck it up a ton, but make life uncomfortable, you might have an all right time with them. But yeah, go in there and hey, announce your presence. Yeah, well, try to keep it in the 50s. Don't try to outscore them, you know, 80 to 79, because that, that probably won't go well for you. Probably not. Um, went well for St. Clair last night. So, uh, yeah, the St. Clair Cardinal Mooney, I was really interested in this game. You got to see it. Yeah, we had a player score 30 points and lose. St. Uh, <laughs> Clair led all. All the way came out. Uh, Petrakowski hit a three. The only the only points he had uh, in the game. Uh, Saint Clair was, I believe, up eight to nothing. They ended the first quarter ten to six. Played a pretty even second. The the third. I mean, this was an intense game. It was physical. Uh, it was a ten point game going into the fourth, and then Mooney ran out of gas, and Saint Clair finished with a sixty six forty seven win, outscoring Mooney twenty one to twelve in the fourth. And there was a handful of Mooney points that came after the benches had emptied. For St. Clair, Evan Trudeau had a really nice game. And the thing is, you can there are signs that he's a sophomore and there's some edges to sand a little bit to season because he is a little, still a little green. But man, if you're still green and you can score 18 points, imagine when you refine everything and, and and take that next step. He led the way with 18. Braylon Franz, he had 16 points. And the one thing that stands out to me about Braylon is his basketball IQ is through the roof. That he only had 16. He never tried to force it. He had three beautiful assists to Cooper Pennywell, who ended with 12 points. Franz's final line was 16 points, five assists, seven boards. Pennywell had a double-double. He had he had uh, 12 and 10. And even though uh, Drew Petrakowski only had three points, he had six assists. That's a lot of assists for a high school basketball game. Well, I was happy for Pennywell with the bounce back because he really struggled against uh, Crosslex. And for him to get 12, that's what he should be doing um, for them. So, um, And he had the opportunity to score 12 and more against Crosslax. So the good news for Cardinal Mooney, Brian Everhart dropped 30. He's going to score and, a lot of points times, this year. he looked unguardable. Then he, he, he started to wane a little bit at the end. The bad news is, especially in the first half, I think he could have given most of Cardinal Mooney's team a rock and said throw it in Lake Huron and they would have hit Canada. <laughs> they could not shoot in the first half. 
whether it was an open look, whether they were forcing it. Listen, I know Daniel Rice is a good basketball player, and I saw it in the second half. There was He did not like the north end of that St. Clair gym. I don't know what it was. He struggled. And I know he's a good basketball player, and I know he'll have nights. He ended with eight points. He hit two threes in the second half to kind of buoy his performance and, and even it out. Besides the two I just mentioned, Alex Gerard was the only other Mooney player to make a field goal. He had a layup in, like, the first quarter. So yeah. for three quarters, you had two guys score. Having Brian Everhart score 30 is great, but if the rest of your team combines for 17 and eight of that comes from one player, going to be tough to win games, especially when you're going to play a good St. Clair team. You're, you're punching up in your weight class. But these are games that Mooney plays, and they don't play them just to say they do. They play them to say they're going to win. This has probably had a regional final feel for Mooney. They have to find some other scoring, and I'm sure they'll find it. But, man, Mooney shot. They just shot bad from three. And it was a collective effort. Like, I know Ty Bodecker going to have some really nice games. Didn't have a point. He was probably 0 of 5 or 6 from three. Yeah, again, I I think there's some guys um, like – Bodecker hasn't played a lot because of injuries uh, last year and, and, and the start this year, like the, the right away in their first game, he twisted his ankle like in the first minute and missed the whole first half. Um, but I, I like Luke Bright. I think as the season goes along, he's going to become a factor. I liked Gerard uh, against Cranbrook, uh, and it's good to hear that he followed it up playing well in this one. Um, they they have some other guys. Colin Knuth played a lot of minutes. He just doesn't look comfortable yet. Like, uh, but I think that'll soft, come. Yes, but he looks like a sophomore that's like afraid if he takes a shot and misses that the seniors are going to yell at him. And it and it's hey, you're up here for a reason. Yeah, and and it's easier just to to say it, but it, it feels like the some of the older guys on the team need to just reassure him, like, hey. You can shoot when you're open. He just seems so, I don't want to say indecisive, but he's afraid to make a mistake, and that'll cost him a half a step one way or the other where maybe in 10 games he, he's in the flow and he feels like he's, I don't want to say belongs, but he he definitely looks like a varsity basketball player out there. That's not an issue at all. I know he's a good player. Just needs a little more self-confidence, and I think he'll be a really nice piece and could become the third or fourth option for them offensively. Yeah, I, I, I felt that after the Cranbrook game, too, that he passed up on some open looks, and it's like, take that shot. You can knock that shot down. And um, it'll just come with time. Yeah. It'll just come with time and feeling more comfortable because for some people, hey, you come up and you're, you're a young guy on varsity and you, and you thrive, but it – it can be an intimidating thing, especially with a team that has one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight seniors. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know what he did in the uh, the Dave Jackson tournament, but I'm going to assume that he had a good game. But uh, 55 points in two of the games that we've seen Everhart this year. Yeah, Brian Everhart. He he can score. The best way to describe this game is I'll use a hockey analogy. Cardinal Mooney had a good top line, but St. Clair could roll four lines. I mean, you go from Cooper Pennywell to Drew McCartney. There's not a lot of fall off there. And I think that's going to help them a lot in, in the league, and we'll talk about that in, in a bit. 
because you don't have a ton of fall off. Hey, you take out Liam Nesbitt, and Colin Bulliard comes in, and they're very similar, and they can both play pretty well. Um, I mean, Howell's another one. Yeah, Howell comes in. He replaces Drew Petrakowski and does a similar job. He's going to be a defensive-minded guy who can shoot. Both Petrakowski and Howell hit hit a three. So they have they've set it up so they almost have two of each guy and they can replace one with the other. And, and it's just kind of it works out well for Matt Distelrath that hey, if Liam Nesbitt isn't having a good game, I can put in Colin Bulliard and they have a similar skill set. Or, oh, Cooper Pennywell picked up two quick fouls. That's okay. I have a fresh Drew McCartney sitting right here that I'm going to put in the game, and he's going to do all right. All right. Uh, what else about this game? Anything? Uh, that Mooney, I mean, just needs to find not quite a second score because we know Daniel Rice is that. But if you only have two scorers, I would. my game plan would be I'm going to take Rice away. I'll let Brian Everhart score 30 or 35, but if I hold the rest of the team to 10, then if I get to 50, I win the game. Yeah. Like that that's all it was. It was an intense game. It it was a really good atmosphere. It did feel like a rivalry game for a, a D4 team coming to a D2 school. I I, I liked that. Um and it it was just an it was a physical game. Uh a little bit of trash talking on both sides. <laughs> I have never seen this happen real quick, and I said I even said something on the broadcast that I didn't like it. So I think Everhart hit a three or made a tough shot. Got an it wasn't an and one because the play went on, but he was him and I think it was Trudeau were were just kind of talking back and forth. You see it happen, and Franz got the inbound and started to push the pace. And then the official stopped the play to warn both the sides. Not give them tease, but to warn them. And I didn't like that because France is bringing it up the near sideline, trying to push a fast break, yeah. and you stop it. Like, if you're going to stop the game, hey, don't put your toe in the water. Either give them tease or let the play go on. Yeah, That was one thing that I just eh, didn't love. Okay. Well, I don't know and, what the and again, is. If they're talking, depending on what they're saying, but if, right. if they're talking, talk is talk. They're kids. They're, that That's going to happen. You know, one guy's going to go, you can't guard me, and the other guy's going to be like, yeah, I'll stop you next time. You know, whatever. Maybe not quite those PG words. Yeah. But well, it just, yeah. if, I, think, I think I even said it on the air. If you're going to stop it, go all in. Hey, give them the tease that will teach them the lesson. Or just let it go on. You can say something as you as you run by, but yeah, there was um, there was a uh, it, it was a fun game because tensions were high, and there were two teams that both have high expectations that expect to be good that really didn't want to lose the game, and we need more games like that with with a full gym. Yeah, uh, Yale beat Marine City sixty one to forty, so the the Bulldogs. Uh, with another solid performance. Uh, and again, 61 points. They're going to score this year. And Marine City been stuck kind of at that number, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they they, they can get right around 40. Um, and, and the question for them is, is, can they stop teams from scoring over 40? And I don't think they're quite there yet. No, they, they just need to find 10 more points, whether that's, 
three guys each scoring two more buckets a game or five guys getting one extra one. If they can get to 50, I think they're going to win more games than not. But Yale, Yale's pretty good. I didn't see the scoring breakdown from them, but I have to imagine their big three all were in double figures. Yeah. All right, Croslex and Richmond. This is the game that I was at last night. And uh, no Gavin Espinosa for Crosslex, so I was very interested to see how this game would play out. And you, you know what, Brady? They looked like Crosslex last night. They came out with a typical start of the game blitzkrieg where it's eight to two, four seconds into the game, and you're like, how do they score so fast? Right. How do, how do they how do they do this to teams? They never trailed in this ball game. There were times where Richmond, you know, played them even. But when you're down seven at the end of the first quarter, you can't trade baskets with uh, a team and catch up. And that's kind of what Croslex did to them last night. If Richmond did something, Croslex had an immediate answer um, for it. And they just kind of held on and gradually stretched out the lead and win the game 50-36. to 36. And it was the way they did it. First half, Cameron Saunders was the dude. He scored nine of his 11 points in the first half. He had seven in the first quarter, and that was the difference at the end of one. They were up 15-8 to eight at the end of one. Cameron Franzel took over out of nowhere in the, the, the fourth quarter. At, at one point, he had like, Two points, and at the end of the night, I'm going, Franzel has 12 points. He's the leading scorer for the Pioneers. But um, he he just suddenly turned it on, and he was in the right spot always. Uh, and, and again, they rebound, they defend well, and then uh, Krampitz scores 10 points, and he was the one that was pretty consistent from half to half, doing about this, the, the same thing. So when you get balance like that, and when you defend and rebound like Crosslex does. You know, they might not have a superstar, Brady, mm-hmm. but they still do all the little things well. They're still fundamentally solid. They don't turn the ball over a lot. And I'll tell you what, Richmond wasn't bad. Richmond's got some some guys that are, are Smalls was good last night. He had 12 points, 11 in the first half, and then Crosslex took him away in the second half. Jalen Browning had 10 points. I like Jalen Browning. I've liked Jalen Browning for a couple of years now. You liked him in football, I, I like him in football. Um, and, and he's just very athletic. And, you know, he, he, he I won't say he plays like Dennis Rodman, but that's what he reminds me of when he's out on the floor, but with more scoring touch. Right. Um, so, I mean, don't, don't sleep on – like, I know they lost a ton of dudes – and, and I think Haskins is better than he was last night. He only had one point last night. Uh, I just think he had an off night because we've been told by other coaches that they thought he was the best player mm. on the team. So if you take the night off against Richmond, they will get you. Um, and, and Gibbons is another guy on Richmond that, that I like. Uh, he, he's a big. But basically any name we said last year isn't there, and it's going to take a little bit. Yeah, um, the, the, but th- they play hard. Um, uh, Cross, Crosslex deserved to win. They were the better team last night, but I didn't think that Richmond was terrible or that it was an easy win for the Pioneers. I just think the Pioneers played smart, uh, good, solid Crosslex you know, and they opened the season with three games on the road, and almost went three and zero. Should have gone three and zero, and then they come home, and they do what they do to you in that gym. 
That like, gym's tough to play the, the, in, man. The, they don't, they, and they especially don't lose BWAC games in that gym. No. You have to go back to, like, 2019, I think, was the last time they lost a BWAC game in that gym. Yeah. So. I think that's the one streak that still stands. Because <laughs> they lost to Richmond in Richmond last year, right? Yeah. It's been a while. Now, Croslex, uh, they're going to have another tough test. Remember, we said, you know what, survive and have some guys grow. But at home, North Branch is coming to town. And I know I'm jumping around a little bit. But North Branch beat Algonac. No, that's not a, a win you're going to hang a banner for. But they won 73-38. to 38. North Branch team is good. They're 4-0. And maybe the game on Friday I'm most, in, excuse me, intrigued about is North Branch going to cross Lex. Because I want to see, one, if North Branch is legit and deserves maybe to be bumped up uh, when it comes to BWAC basketball teams. And what is cross Lex going to do without Gavin Espinoza for extended games for a few weeks now? Yeah, uh, can they keep the balance? Can the kids that scored for them last night continue to uh, to score for them? Because, like, you know, 10 points is nice, but I think James Krampitz can give them more. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think he, he should be scoring around 15 a game, and I think there are nights when he could score more than that. Again, it was a JV game a couple years ago, but he just went off, and he had, like, 28 points, and he couldn't miss. And I'm looking for that kid again, and maybe that's unfair. But uh, they were just—they were all real, real solid. And and I agree with you. Um, Seventy-three points is a lot, and it looks like North Branch has got some kids because we've said Rochelle's name now a couple of times, and he had 21 last night, and he's got the greatest first name in the area, Ephraim. Ephraim Rochelle <laughs> Logan Daughtry is a name we've said now a lot. Eli Bickle's going to present some problems because, Dennis, one thing there's not a lot of around are true post players. Yeah. Hey, you don't have a Donovan McDonald. Um, I know Carl Stevens wasn't a post player, but he, he could hang he could in the do, post. He but, could do anything he wanted. Yes. There's not a ton of size, and I wonder if Eli Bickle's going to kind of be that X-factor player where, no, he might not lead in scoring, but he extends possessions. He can grab half a dozen offensive boards in a game and, you know, steal possessions for North Branch. And, and he scored 12 last night, so if you can get 12 points from your big, um, the way the game is played these days, that's that's an added bonus. Um, we know Xander Nash is pretty good, and he had some help last night. Uh, MLA City beat Armada 66-54, to uh, 54, and four Spartans Scored in double figures in this game, led by Nash with 18. Matt Evans had 16, 5 of 6 from 3. That's pretty good. That makes life a lot easier for everyone else around around you because now you're, as a defense, you have to dedicate someone to him and not let him get, get the ball. Landon Jones had 11, and Isaac Summers had 10. That's a pretty balanced attack from MLA City, and I think that's going to be the recipe for success for the Spartans. Yeah, just a couple other scores. Deckerville beats Caseville 70-27, to and Parkway Christian beat Landmark 83-40, to and that was all the boys' games from last night. All right, but the boys did start their conference slate, and I want to know what we're expecting because I think we've seen, again, just about every team at least once 
And I want to know, Dennis, your thoughts going into games that are going to start counting towards conference play. All right. We'll do that after the break. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, let's uh, get uh, back uh, to it because Brady, you asked a question before the break. Yeah, let's. Uh, well, let's get the lone team in the MAC white out of the way. Let's start with Northern. They are going to have a tough time in league, and I don't think it's because they're not a good basketball team. I think the MAC white's a lot better than it has been uh, even the last couple years. One, Warren and Lincoln, Exhibit A, yeah. and B. I think New Haven is uh, going to be a, a problem for them as well. And Northern, obviously, has a, a, a young team that's going to have to battle through some adversity. Well, uh, to me, uh, New Haven's been the scariest team of the, the bunch. They're scoring 77 points a game um, and, and just kind of lighten it up. And they only give up 42 points. A game. They're off to a five and zero start. Mike's four and one too. Yeah. Um. And and Romeo uh, is not an, an easy game. Gross Point North might be the only team that's down this year because a lot of their studs were seniors. Yeah. So I mean, this this is a tough league, and Northern's a young team, but you know it, it, it's kind of hard to root against them because what they're like. 20 and 0 the last they two years lost, or something like they that haven't in the lost league. a conference game uh i believe well not including the mac tournament they haven't lost a conference game since i believe the 2021 season yeah i mean the, and, the, the, and the year they combined it right yeah yeah, yeah, and everybody was like two divisions, so it yeah, was so the they, white blue that yeah, year or was, whatever. Yeah, it was the red and white and the the blue gold, and they lost some one in that. But yeah, they they've won twenty some straight Mac White games. Now there's a very good chance that ends Friday because Lincoln's r- really good. So don't be surprised, and the sky won't be falling. But if you go down to Lincoln and get a win down there. You're starting from game one ahead of everyone else. And again, it's only a one-game sample, but when I saw Lincoln down at center line in, in that Saturday tournament, yes, they're good. Yes, they have some excellent players. But again, I just didn't think that they were dominant. I might have just caught them on a, on a bad day. You didn't it watch was the early. game and go, oh my God, yeah. how is Northern going to compete? Because there have been... In some sports, there have been games we've seen, whether it's football or baseball, softball, and you watch a team and you go, yeah, I don't know how our, our teams are going to stack up with yeah. that. You're, you're just like, I, I, I just feel like that we'll see what happens, but uh, I wouldn't say that they're just so outmatched that, you know, automatic Lincoln's going to beat them by 20. All right, the silver is where the rest of our MAC teams reside. And they get started on Friday as well. St. Clair takes on Lakeview. Marine City's at Madison, which Mariners have a chance to win that one. Madison has looked bad in their first two games. They're not even averaging 30 points a game. And Marysville hosts Port Huron. That's what you'll see. Yeah. I think it's safe to say St. Clair's the favorite in this league. I think uh, even what we thought before the season and what the non-conference has showed us has proved us proved to us that St. Clair is probably the front runner. You know, and, and they were so close last year. Like, they made a nice run. Remember last year we sat there going, Saints are a better team. Than they're like 1-8, and eight, and we're going, we promise they're not 1-8, and eight, and they actually almost got back to 500. But, but here's the thing. Marine City, PH, and Marysville are a combined 1-11. and 11. 
And they're and a, Marine, a lot better. Yeah, and Marine City is the team with the win. <laughs> um, uh, this is an 0-3 PH team that is better than 0-3. And this is an 0-4 Marysville team that's much improved. And so uh, I think Friday's game is going to be huge for whoever wins it. And Lakeview's non-conference doesn't inspire a ton of confidence in me. I think they have wins over, like, South Lake and uh, some mock. They, they've been, they, yeah, good. they've been playing all the St. Clair Shore schools, getting their rivalry right. games out of the way. So I'm, I'm not that scared of Lakeview. I know they're good, but I'm not – I don't think they're anything close to unbeatable. St. Clair, I think, can win that game and probably is favored to win that game on Friday. But St. Clair just has depth that I don't know if the other teams in that league have, at least locally. Hey, Marysville's got a good starting lineup, but they've got to find that third and fourth scorer that they don't need Makai Radford or Cole Horan to do it every single night. And they have guys that they can kind of do that secondary scoring by committee. PH has some nice guards. I'm worried how they'd match up with St. Clair's bigs. Yeah, the, they... I think the guards are... I mean, outside of Braylon Franz, who, again, is very solid, they can do things. Like, if I, if I put Thompson on Franz, I'm going to trust him to keep him in front of him most of the time. Yeah, and, and they're asking a lot of Tristan Woodson to, to, to kind of grow because mm-hmm. he's the one guy they have that's got a little bit of size. But, you know, he's not going to step right in and, and be Dwayne Benjamin. Nobody's going to be Dwayne Benjamin rebounding and blocking shots and changing guys' shots, even the ones that he didn't block Last year, he forced guys uh, to change. I, uh, the Saints have the most balance, and they also have Franz when they need a guy to be the guy. Yeah. So uh, I, I agree with you. They're very solid. Um, they, they, they do all the little things right. Um, Lakeview, to me, probably is right now the, the, the biggest threat, and like you said, we don't know a lot about them. I do feel, though, that PH and Marysville are going to win some games. Oh, there's I know PH will Marysville I I'm pretty sure will, but I kind of need them just to go to Sterling Heights and get a win. You're playing a Mac Bronze team who is 1 and 3. Go there and get a win before you go into conference play. That would just make me feel a heck of a lot better about the Vikings. Yeah. And I also feel that Marine City's better than they were a year ago. I think so, too. Now, I don't think they'll be in the mix, but could they surprise a team on any given night? It wouldn't shock me. Like, last year I would have been flabbergasted if St. Clair went there and lost or PH dropped one against the Mariners. This year, not. I mean, I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't go, what the hell just happened? Yeah, but you you could now, whereas last year we didn't know that they'd win a game, and now it's like, well, you know, they might beat Madison. They might surprise one of the other teams in the league, and 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 I do think they'll they'll win a, a few more crossover games too. Anything else with the Max Silver before we go to the BWAC, which is going to be a lot of fun? Yeah, the 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 BWAC is very interesting. Um, because I like Yale a lot without having seen Emily City yet, but I, I think I, I think Yale and Emily City you can put firmly in the contender category. There's um, no doubt about them. Croslex with Gavin Espinoza, I think is firmly in the contender. Yes. Without him, the good news I guess if there's a good time, 
to hurt your ankle. It's when you only have two conference games in like the next three weeks, so you miss minimal time. I need to see some of those young guys take a step forward. Friday's a big game because for North Branch, I feel like you win that. Right now, the 4-0 start has put you in a spot where you have earned the right to play this game, and if you win it, we can't deny the fact that you're a contender. You beat Cross-Lex, at least over the holiday break, we have to say North Branch is going to be a factor in the BWAC. Yeah, uh, a win over Cross-Lex would be a big statement. It would move them, in my mind, from maybe the best of the middle of the pack mm-hmm. to, yes, now we have to go, oh, maybe North Branch is one of the, the, the top teams And now we, sca- the we, we look at their MLA City game, we look at their Yale game, and we kind of circle it and go, here's a big one for the Broncos. It, it's the first time in at least 15 years they've been 4-0. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah. Like, at, at least since 2008, we don't really have records yeah. past that. Yeah, the, the state side <laughs> only goes back to 08, so shrug, I don't know. <laughs> so at least 15 years. It could be 16 years. It could be 40 years. <laughs> no one really knows. So yeah. uh, I don't know if there's any Bronco uh, basketball historians out there that can clear that up. Yeah, but, if there are, I'm sure they will get in touch with us. But it's... Um, uh, it was funny. Uh, but, yeah, North Branch, hey, bit, I don't want to call it a legitimacy game because I think they're at least a good team. But if you want to be talked about with Yale and Emily City, you got to go do something that nobody's done for five years and go into Cross-Lex and win. And, and the team that I really want to know about is Elmont. Like, the, the, they're scoring a that, ton of points, the but Dryden it's like – it was a tough one for me. Yeah, can you can you score like that against Yale, Crosslex, and Emily City, and and even North Branch at, at this point? That yeah, remains to be seen. Because if I remember correctly, and I'll double check, Almont doesn't have a super tough test. They go to Armada uh, on Friday. That's going to be a game that they should win because Armada they they play hard. They're scrappy, but they just don't have that dude right now for them uh yeah until they go to north branch on uh, january 9th their biggest test is going to be at new haven yeah yeah and uh, our main is down a little bit i i don't think richmond is is that bad like and for what they lost um you would have expected a big drop off from them but i i think richmond will be competitive how about the start to the league at croswell host yale yeah. When you're 0-2, you're probably out of the race before the new year because then you're asking to go at least 11-1 the rest of the way. Yeah, but again, after what you lost last year, I don't know that a league championship is something you should be thinking about. I, th- I think what you should be thinking about is trying to win more games than you lose, which I think they can do. It'll be interesting, but the for me in, in in the BWAC, the biggest change is North Branch has at least um, substantiated some of my claims that I think they're a much better team and they're a team to look out for. But the one problem is, is they haven't had a, like a signature win yet. I mean, wins over Otisville, Lakeville, Mayville, Vassar, and Algonac are all nice. And only none of them were a single-digit game, so you took care of business. But now you go at Cross Lex, at Flint Powers. I need to see that. And for Almont, 
I want to see them in person. I think we'll get to see them at the SC4 Showcase. So we'll get to at least see the Raiders in person and see if they can play a factor. But right now, I think it's Yale, it's MLA City, Croslex, um, a healthy Croslex, and if North Branch can win Friday, I, I, you have to put the Broncos in that discussion. Yeah, um, and again, like everything else, it's all speculation till we get a little bit more uh, input. But in the early going with, with what we have, um, I, I do think the top three teams right now are Yale, MLA City, and still Croslex because at some point I think they will get Gavin back. And even without him, you And know. even without him, they're solid. Yeah, they're not a bad team without him. Just you lose a guy that was scoring like 20 a game before he went down, it's going to have a bit of an impact. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm with you. I want to believe in North Branch. But, like you say, Otisville, Lakeville, Mayville, Vassar, and Algonac, those are teams that I think even an okay North Branch team should beat. So now, Croslex and Powers, these next two games, how they go, and then when, when they come out and play Yale – uh, on the uh, other side of the the holiday, and they they do have a holiday tournament that they play in, but those are the three games I'm going to look at those scores and those results and determine whether or not North Branch is contending or not. Well, if they lose to uh, North to Cross Lex and and Flint Powers, who by the way, have you looked at what they've done? They have been bombing teams. I mean, they put up 92 against Fenton in their last game. Uh, if they go to Croslex and they go to Flint Powers and they get run off the court in both those games, we are going to really have to take the foot off the accelerator for North Branch. Well, yeah, that that's to to me. Let, let's find out how they do against these really quality teams, and and then I'll determine whether or not I think they're going to be in in the race or not. Like, I love the fast start. Uh, but I'm not sure yet that I want to put them in the top of the, the class yet. Absolutely. All right, anything else uh, before? We don't have any games tonight on Wednesday, but we are back Thursday. You have hockey, correct? Doubleheader uh, on Thursday in hockey. And I have PH and Northern in girls basketball. Yeah. So love, love a good rivalry game. Absolutely. And with all that, we'll be back on Friday. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.